This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's see Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM. The fan, how are we doing? I think we're doing pretty good right now. He is Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. Uh, got some stuff to get to today. Obviously, not a ton going on around the NBA, but these Giannis New York Times uh, comments uh, are seemingly not going away. He made them last week. We talked about them last week. It came up while we were doing the podcast last Thursday night, uh, and still, it's still going. In fact, it's still going to the fact that uh, it came up on the latest podcast with Brian Winhorst and uh, Tim Bontemps and is it McMahon's first name? Tim too. I think so. Uh, McMahon as well. And two national writers. McMahon obviously is based in Dallas. Uh, I think Bontemps might be based down there too, or somewhere in that area. But those three guys have a podcast that they do. And the first part of the podcast world cup update, I skipped through all of that. Cause I don't care about any of it. Um, and got to the end where they talked about Giannis the last 15 minutes of the podcast. And thanks to Martinez uh, on Twitter, who uh, alerted me to uh, them talking about Giannis. They pretty much said that Giannis increased the pressure on the organization, on himself, on the coach, Adrian Griffin, by essentially saying what he said and by pretty much putting out there of, hey, these guys aren't going to put in the work and the effort, then I, I want to go somewhere else by putting everybody on blast. It's interesting because Pat Connaughton was on the Dan Patrick show. I'm sure you probably saw this video out there. It's like a three minute video clip. And Connaughton's talking about, you know, his memory of just getting into the league and he's working back out. Uh, what was it? The cousin center or wherever uh, after a game or whatever. And here comes Giannis. And I was like, what are you doing here? Oh, or was it maybe it was early one morning. I think it was early in the morning, like five or six a.m. or something. And I was like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm trying to stay in the league. What the hell are you doing here? About to be the MVP again. And they had this conversation about how hard each other were working. And Giannis is like, this is cool. Normally, nobody's ever here with me to work out. So it'll be cool to have somebody to work out with now going forward. And that's kind of how that relationship formed. We didn't really get into you and I as far as, like, who is he Is he who is he calling out? Like, because there's got to be, you don't just say this randomly without thinking something in your head of, I'm talking to somebody specifically, or I'm talking to a group of people specifically about being on the same page and being willing to put in extra work and spend time away from their family. Like I do when you say stuff like that, and they didn't bring this up on the podcast, Windhorse, they didn't bring this part of it up, but it got me thinking like, why would you, why would you put everybody on blast to that point? And what Nathan Marzian said last week is he said, not exactly the same thing, but something along the same lines of as long as the organization shows they want to continue to play for titles, 
I'll say it. This happened the last time he was up. But as was pointed out on their podcast, and they made it seem like it was going to happen, was pretty much that Giannis very well was not coming back and that the Drew Holiday trade solidified and proved to him that they were serious by getting an all-star level point guard in his prime. And that's what helped solidify Giannis coming back. That was their take on it. I'm not an insider like those three are. They have far more connections around the league than I do. And their point is, it's going to be awfully difficult and an awfully big ask for the Bucs to go find an all-star level player in their prime now to take that next step in the next two seasons. You proved earlier in the podcast of how they can go get a big-name player, how they can trade draft picks on draft day next year, and how they can get themselves in a position to possibly do something like this. They're talking about, like, this is a year-long thing. This is going to be the main storyline this year in the NBA that people are going to be talking about, you know, throughout the season. So the question is, how much of a distraction do you think this contract situation is going to be for the Bucs if all these talking heads aren't going to let it go all year? It It's not – I mean, we've dealt with this before, and we know they're going to run with this stuff. We know they're going to try to push them out. We know they're going to just – non-stop any little bad thing that happens with the Bucks, you know if they have a stretch where they struggle it'll just be always oh, is, is this gonna make Giannis leave you got to just put up with that you got to deal with it it's part of being in the small market and all that I just again there's no news here there's nothing new that came out breaking news Giannis Antetokounmpo does not want to be part of a rebuild no crap like that <laughs> is not a that's not news um you know breaking news Giannis will stay as long as the Bucks remain contenders. No crap. He will stay here. He's said this a hundred times. This isn't something he just said for the first time. He's just reminding. And, you know, you said, he who was he talking to specifically? I don't take it as him saying it specifically. I do genuinely just think he's saying it in general. Like, hey, people, we just got to make sacrifices. If As long as he sees everyone around him is committed to the same goal, and that goes for the players, that goes for the uh, GM, that goes for the coaches, as long as everyone's committed and as long as they are doing everything they can to put a championship team around him and they are competing, he will be here. That's, you know, that is the truth. That's what he said all along. He said that before he signed the Supermax before. And, of course, them getting Drew Holiday is part of what helped him stay here, you know, because that, I think that did help show him, okay, yeah, you know, we're, we're going all in all the time. We are not going to just let up. We're not going to be content just, you know, making the playoffs, being good in the regular season. Like, we are going for a championship. Now, as far as the next move they make, you know, I think I do think firing the coach and bringing in the guy who Giannis wanted, that is definitely a good start. You know, it shows him again. They had the best record in the league this season, and they're like, no, we're not content with that. We are not okay being a great regular season team and losing in the playoffs. We are going for another championship. Like, that is, they're already doing this stuff. They're already showing him that, hey, we're not content until, like, unless we are number one. And so... I'm not worried about anything right now. Um, you know, the only way I'd ever become worried is if, you know, again, you know, they struggle this year and then they still don't change anything. And it sounds like Giannis is becoming frustrated with with all that. But as of right now, it's like, okay, they just had the best record in the league. They still fired their coach because they were upset with their playoff loss. They hired the guy that Giannis, you know, wanted. So there's nothing right now to be worried about, you know. And, and again, Giannis said, as long, you know, I have to see how this whole thing works out. I have to see if if this is all the right fit and if I believe in this coach moving forward and all that stuff. I got to see that first. I'm not going to commit to signing. I'm not going to commit to saying I'll be here for the rest of my career. But as long as everything's okay, I will. And 
there's two ways of taking this. Like there's the way of taking there, there's basically, you can come up with two headlines. The first headline is the one that everyone posted, which is Giannis is going to leave the Bucks if everyone's not on the same page. Or you could say Giannis is going to stay with the Bucks as long as everyone's on the same page. Like it, it, you can make it sound however you want. Um, I'm not worried right now. I don't think there's any reason to be worried. There will be a distraction a little bit. Um, but again, that's just, you got to deal with that. And it's something that. What about him talking about wanting to see the dedication of guys being willing to spend more time working out, not spending as much time with their families and making the sacrifices that he makes. Obviously he's not talking about Connaughton. That's clear. But I don't, Uh, I don't, does this have to be targeted at someone or can it just be in general? I will. He didn't bring this up the last time. That's all I'm saying. To me, yeah, but, I don't think he ever brought up, hey, you got to be willing to sacrifice and, and spend less time with your family in work like I do. I don't remember him ever bringing this up or demanding that of other guys. This was always Giannis doing it because Giannis wanted to be great. But I don't remember Giannis ever saying, hey, everybody else has to do what I do. Like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was said before by Giannis. I don't remember I, I don't remember it being brought up either, but I don't think it has to be then targeted at someone. I, it could be, and I mean, we'll never know because there's no way of really knowing. But I, I think he very well could just be saying, in general, I want to see guys making the sacrifices that I make. I want to see people putting in the, the work that I put in and, um, you know, because he knows how much he puts in. And I think he's just saying, I want to see, I want to, like, everyone's got to be committed at the same level, you know. And I, I, again, that's not news, like. It's not news for Giannis to say, I want everyone committed like I'm committed. That is just basic level of being a leader and being a competitor and him just saying, I want everyone bought in. I want everyone bought in. I don't think it, again, it could be targeted at someone. I just don't think we have to jump to that conclusion and say, oh, who's this targeted towards? Well, if it is targeted towards somebody, whoever that is knows who he's talking about if they he was specifically reaching out. And I'm not and that's saying the thing. it even is Middleton. I'm not saying it's Holiday. I'm not saying it's Brooke Lopez. It could be somebody else on the team that that he's fed up with not doing their their job or not working out enough in the offseason. Maybe he's hearing about a couple dudes ain't working out, ain't putting the time in like these are all his other teammates are, and he's a little frustrated by it, and he's going to say something. Maybe not to them, but publicly like – this better stop and everybody be better be working out and trying to get better. I guess we'll find out at some point later on when he's retired, maybe what this was all about. If it was pointed at somebody, it might not have been. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And and that's the thing too, is if it was, then, and Giannis knows it is, and you know, I'm assuming if Giannis is that upset about it with someone, if, if it was targeted at someone, he has brought this up to someone within the organization or he has brought this so. up to, or to the person. Um, yep. And if that's the case, well then either that person has to shape up 
or the team is going to get rid of him. And if they don't get rid of him and they know Giannis doesn't like this player, well, then then they have every then Giannis has every right to leave, you know, because a part of, you know, again, I, I believe they will do everything in their power to always keep Giannis happy and always do the absolute best they can to keep Giannis here. So it's like, Agreed. even if it is targeted at someone, I would 100% believe that if it is and that problem keeps up, that player will be gone and they will say, you know, we're, we're doing everything we can to keep Giannis here. I, it doesn't, it's not going to be something that affects him long term because I just, I believe they're always going to listen to him. They're always going to do what he wants to do. They pointed out that the the next big date in all of this is July 1st next summer. And that that's really when it's going to get ratcheted up even more. Because if by July 1st of next summer, if he doesn't sign an extension at that point, going into the last year of his contract, then Pandora's box apparently is going to open in their mind if that extension isn't signed next summer. What do you say to that? If he doesn't sign an extension next summer, let's say, let's throw out scenarios. Let's say they win the NBA Finals and he doesn't sign. Concerned? Let's say they go to the Finals and they lose and he doesn't sign. Concerned? I mean, if they get bounced in the first or second round, then clearly we're all going to be concerned. But if they go in the finals and he doesn't sign an extension, then I think everybody's going to be concerned at that point if he doesn't sign and say, okay, go. My thing is on all of this, I brought it up before, the age of this core, old. Drew Middleton, 32, 33. Uh, Brooke Lopez is what, 36? Whatever the hell he is, uh, 37. So these guys are, are older players around him. And if it's, well, we have to get younger. John Horst said that, by the way. Is that John Horse or is that Giannis telling John Horse, I want I want a younger team around me so I can continue to do what I'm doing versus all these veterans are great, but they're going to be retired. I'm still going to be playing. I don't want to be stuck here on a rebuild with, you know, nobody essentially around me and the window being closed. I think that's what he's pointing at more than anything of. I don't want to be the last one in the building. Turn out the lights when you walk out because all of my friends just up and retired or aren't the same players they were. Yeah, but I mean. Okay, we, we all know he's going to be the last of this core standing. Like, that's not, obviously, I mean, he's younger, and, like, those guys are, we're going to have to replace those guys at some point alongside Giannis because they're yeah. not going to play as long as Giannis is going to play. Um, next summer really is the summer if you're going to do that, in uh, in my opinion. Um, you've got the picks to trade on draft night. You're going to have Brooke Lopez's contract to be able to trade, which will be an expiring. Um, Drew has a player option, but I don't know. There's a way you, you could potentially get him to opt in and go to like and agree to trade him and everything. I don't. You'd have to get Drew to agree to that, but whatever. There, the 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 avenue is there as we've as we as we've talked about, and that's why I'm like play out this season, and you know you can make trades in the middle of the season if if all of a sudden a trade opens up where sure. you can trade you can trade Drew and really blow things up a little bit and you know, make that happen. Okay, go ahead. But the the avenue wasn't really there this summer. And they were, you know, this isn't like they sucked in, in the, like the all season. And this isn't like they were never close to being a title contending team. <coughs> was the, the ending was extremely disappointing. The ending was nowhere near what we wanted. But they lost to a team that made the NBA finals. They had the best record in the league. They looked really dang good in the regular season. And they just ran, they got unhealthy, ran out of gas at the end of, at the end. And they did fire their coach. This isn't like they did absolutely nothing. They made the biggest change they needed to, ch- to to make, which was getting in a new coach. So it's fair to be like, hey, let's take this team that was really, really good for 90% of last season, but failed because mainly because of the coach at the end. Let's see how they look with a new coach. Let's run it back a little bit, 
see how they look. And if we really want to make a big change, that avenue will be there next summer. There's no reason to rush it right now when you don't even know what this team looks like with a new coach. And you know they were really good with everyone healthy and when playing together last season. And it's like, let's just see how it looks. There's there's no – people want to rush it. People want to panic. And people, you know, you lose in the first round. It's like we need to change so much. They made the biggest change they needed to make. Let's see how it looks. And then you can always try to – you know, again, the, the it, just because they re-signed these guys, which was a, obviously a great thing to do um, just to keep Chris and Brooke around. Because, again, people freak out about where they're at right now. They could have, if those guys wanted to leave, they could have just lost Chris and Brooke. And we'd be sitting here without Chris or without Brooke or without both. And we'd have basically no chance at winning a championship. And we'd still be screwed for the future. And we'd be like, well, this sucks. We, they, we at least kept those guys around. They kept a championship quality team together. So we should be happy about that. Got a new coach in here. And it's like, again, you can make a change later. Just because you re-sign those guys doesn't mean you like are committing to them for the rest of their careers. You just kept them around. You can you can trade them. And they have the avenue to do that later. So. Um, Again, I'm not freaking out. I think if they don't, like, if he doesn't sign it next summer, I will be slight, like, I'd be a little bit more like, okay, you know, it's just nerve-wracking going into that final year with right. him not being under contract. But at the same time, it if if let's say they don't win the championship and things are a little dicey and let's say they make a big trade, isn't it fair for Giannis to be like, let me just play it out. See how it. See how things are looking this season before I sign a contract. Like, why would if if they're making oh, totally. big changes? Yeah, and and that's why I'm like, I don't think people need For to sure. freak out. I don't think people need to freak out if he doesn't sign it next year. And again, it's under the caveat that they don't win the finals and they make a big trade. Let's say trade Drew and or, or maybe trade Brooke and their picks to get right. You know, X player to go alongside Giannis, like. Why would Giannis rush that and be, okay, all right, I'm signing and I'm committing to this long term? Like all of a sudden, if, if things go completely south, he might be like, why the hell did I do that? So it would, it, I can understand why he would, if they're making big changes next summer and that's the big summer that they, they make this pivot from this core to a different core, for him to be like, hey, let's play it out first. And then if things are going smooth and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stay, you know, just because he doesn't sign right away doesn't mean he's not planning on staying. So, I know people will freak out about it if it doesn't happen and the media will go crazy and it'll be, a, you know, again, a big distraction, but it doesn't mean he's not staying if he just because he doesn't sign it right away. I have one other thing they pointed out in that podcast with Bry Windhorst. The Bucks in the last five years have 23 more wins than anybody else in the NBA. They have yes. over a 70% winning clip in that same time frame. They pointed out that that is a hell of a run. Yes, you only have one championship, but it was a hell of a run for the Bucs while, you know, they did have Giannis. So Giannis can't look at this and go, oh, well, you just weren't getting it done the last four or five years. You were. They just couldn't get over the hump time and time again. Uh, and obviously that's hard to do in the NBA. We all understand that that whole process. So I don't think he can look back and go, like Lillard is going to look back and go, boy, I wasted a whole bunch of time. Giannis can't do that at this point, Nathan. Giannis can't look back and go, boy, I really screwed up. I stayed too long. They have put him in a position to win championships for five consecutive years. And again, Milton got hurt. He gets hurt last year. Things happen. But they've been right there every year for the last five years. And I don't think he can be bitter about it if he decides to leave. And I don't think the Bucs can have many regrets either because they've done everything they can. Yeah, and I think 
we as fans, and I know the, the, the regular season doesn't have importance in terms of like always, you know, it's not going to translate to the playoffs all the time. And just because you're good in the regular season right. doesn't mean you're going to be that good in the playoffs. But being that good in the regular season is good for keeping a guy like Giannis around because it, I mean, it, it shows that, hey, we're close. At the very least, even though we lost in the first round of the playoffs, we had a fantastic regular season. We were great for 90% of the season. We're not like, this isn't like we were the sixth seed and it's like, oh my gosh, this team is not even a contender. Like, the regular season means something for that, of at least setting, like, showing you how much of a contender you are, or at least giving you an idea. And for them to be that, they've been so good in the regular season all these years. And that does show that, like, we're close. We've got the talent. We're, we're putting a good team around you. You know, again, some unfortunate stuff has happened in the playoffs. Some some injuries, some just, you know, not playing as well. But it's like, they're not that far off when they lose. They're not a team that, you know, for half the season, you're like, oh, well, this team's not winning the, the final. Like, they're, they're, for the past five seasons in a row, at any point in the season, you could be like, yeah, the Bucks very well could win the finals this year. And that's pretty much all you can ask for. You're never going to, unless you're the KD Warriors, you're not going to be like this far and away favorite and just blow through everybody and win every title. Like, it's not happening. It, it's the about the best you can ask for, especially in a small market, is a team that like you are just consistently there. You're consistently near the top, competing, having a chance um, to win championships. And again, that's something Giannis recognizes. Like Giannis doesn't, expect them to win the title every single year like he doesn't he's not saying oh if, if again as he said after the post game or after the heat loss if we don't win the title it's a complete failure and everything doesn't matter like he understands that like hey j- you know just because we didn't win it doesn't mean that it all is a failure and they were not even close and oh my god everything needs to be blown up it's like they've shown him that they're really good and as you said comparing it to other superstars you know even where like Luca is right now, where that team hasn't really been that close. That team hasn't ever been a team where you like, yeah, the Mavs could win the title this year. Whereas again, the Bucks consistently for the last five years have been in that conversation, even though they haven't done it every year, they've been in that conversation. They did it once, which is a huge accomplishment. And yeah, they Giannis has no reason to look back on this and be like, you know, as right now, he has no reason to think that this team's not close to being competitive or not close to being um, a championship quality team. Next big three, Giannis, Luca, and Bead. There's your next big three. I don't know where, I don't know how, I don't know when. I just got a feeling because Embiid's putting heat on Philly, and that Luca thing in Dallas ain't going anywhere with Jason Kidd as head coach. We all know that. So I mean, it, it's we're gonna see. Somebody's got to take a pay cut for that to happen. Yep, somebody will. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Giannis at this point to be a part of two younger players with him around his age or whatever to get on another serious run to win multiple rings. I'm not saying it happens in Milwaukee. I'm not saying it happens in Philly or Dallas. Maybe it happens in New York. I have no idea. But I I just, I think before this is all said and done, he's going to find a super three or a big three. Maybe I'm wrong, but I I think that's how this is going to end. We'll see how it goes. Hope not. Hope he stays in Milwaukee forever. Uh, Where do you rank the Bucks among title contenders today? This is a Nathan Marzian question, topic he brought uh, to the table. Uh, Nathan Marzian, I will let you lead. It's your topic. I, I think I'm at second because I think the Nuggets are better, and I wouldn't be very confident. I mean, I, the Bucks could beat the Nuggets, but I wouldn't. I'd probably pick the Nuggets if I was using my brain. I'd pick the Nuggets in a in a series against the Bucks right now. But other than that, I mean, the Suns are. You know, you got to see with them. 
The Lakers, I don't think, are as good as the Bucks. The Celtics are really good, but still got to see with Porzingis and everything. And it's like, I, I still, now that they lost their two arguably best Giannis defenders, I I want to see how they match up with the Bucks still. Because I know, I mean, they used to they used to match up with us really well, but if they don't anymore, all of a sudden that changes. So I'm not confident saying the Celtics could be over us. Heat, I mean, they're always going to be difficult, but just from a how good are you, you know, overall, I think the Bucks are better. Um, I mean, I just the Nuggets are really the only team that I think is like, yeah, I'd probably put them over us, and you could, Why? you know, again. I mean, just how good Jokic is right now. Jamal Murray is still pretty young. They had quite a bit. Like, I think their depth is really good. I, I just, I, I don't know. They, they, they were very convincing in how good they were to me in the playoffs. Um, and I just, I was convinced. Like, yeah, okay, this team is very legit. This is a team that, you know, for the next couple of years is going to be right there as top title contender or top three title contender. So. As of right now, like I don't, I don't have a reason to believe the Bucks should beat the Nuggets. As of right now, um, based on what we saw, you know, from these teams, because neither one of them has changed a ton, but based on what we saw from them the last times they played, okay, I'd have I, to say, but I want, I want to see if 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 Griffin looks really, really good, then I'll then I'll be like really excited and think we could be number one. But bottom line is, we're top three, and. Once again, as I said before, I think it's that's about as good as you can ask for. I mean, people complain about I, like I I just see so many people complaining about oh my god we need to get better we need to change this we need to upgrade this we need to do that and I get that I get you want to be number one you want to win the championship you don't want to finish third but they're in a really good position and I think a lot of people don't take that like they don't take a step back and just look at it and say. The Bucks are a top three title contender in the league right now. Like that is very, very good. That is a that is an insanely good position to be in. There are going to be so many years where we're like, I would kill to be in this position again. But since we're here, and since we're close, and since we didn't get done in the playoffs last year, people just they want to blow things up. They want to change everything. And it's like I just every time I look at this, I'm like, there's only like there's maybe one team, as I said, the Nuggets, that I'm very confident. Or I shouldn't even say very, but like more than a little confident would beat the Bucks in a playoff series right now. Other than that, it's pretty much it's I mean, it's anyone's game. It's like we I don't know anyone in the East that I'm like I'm confident they're beating the Bucks or I'm or that I should say that I'm not confident the Bucks could beat. I think we could beat Boston. I think we can beat Miami. It's just like I, I we are right we're right there and take a step back and realize that and I think people will feel a little bit better. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not there with Denver. I know they won. I'm happy they won. I like Mike Malone as a coach. Uh, Joker is fun. Jamal Murray gone through that that knee issues that he had to come bounce back and be that guy again like he was prior to the injury. That's a good story. I got no ill will towards the Nuggets. 
But I'd love to see Giannis and Brooke Lopez against the Joker and set for seven games. Bring it. Let's see what you do against both of them. Because those are two seven-foot dudes that you got to compete with that are just as athletic or more athletic than you are. Uh, Giannis can play out there. If you want to play out in space, he'll play out in space with you. Um, I think Lopez might be good and athletic enough to play in space with him. I, that's fine. Like I, I, That doesn't bother me at all. What would bother me is Phoenix. That would bother me because this team in general, now we'll see with Adrian Griffin's defense, but in general, normally struggles against the three. So to have Durant that can stretch the floor, Beal to stretch the floor, Booker to stretch the floor, a big guy inside to deal with, you know, Brooke or Giannis uh, already on that roster that nobody is talking about. They've, they've got all the pieces. My thing on Phoenix just is, as I've been talking about, they don't have a point guard. I don't trust Bradley Beal to run this offense. Not at all. Listen to NBA radio. Doesn't sound like they trust Bradley Beal to run the offense either. So I'm not by myself on this. That to me is how this is all going to come down. Like who's going to distribute the ball? Is everybody going to be happy getting the shots that they get? Now you have all season to work on shot distribution and how this whole thing is going to look. So plenty of time for Phoenix to figure it out. But as far as the team in the West, that would concern me because of sheer firepower. Definitely Phoenix. Golden State has no big still. So count me out on Golden State. I'm not there as far as being concerned about Golden State. The Lakers? If Anthony Davis is healthy? And LeBron is healthy? Maybe. Now, Austin Reeves is like Superman right now in this country. Everybody's getting on the Austin Reeves bandwagon. And on that podcast with Windhorse, one of the guys, I don't remember, it was Bon Temps or McMahon. One of them made the comparison, get this, they say Reeves reminds him of Chris Middleton. That was the comp. He said, yeah, Middleton's a couple inches taller than him. But as far as shooting the basketball, being able to get his own shot and stuff like that, the comp he made for Reeves was Chris Middleton. And it's funny because then one of the other guys is like, that's not how you do comps in the NBA. And he named off like white guys that you should be comping Reeves to. Um, and I started laughing, obviously, because that's normally how it goes. Um, the Middleton comp was interesting. I never thought about Middleton watching Austin Reeves in my life. But if Reeves plays well again, there's no reason to think he's not. Uh, that gives them a little bit added firepower. I, I would still say Phoenix would be my number one team going into next year. I'd still have them one. Um, I think the Bucs are two. And then you, we can talk about Denver and everybody else. But the Bucs have to stay healthy, and they haven't been the last two playoffs. So, again, we're, we're, we're hoping for a lot from an older team that they can stay healthy through a playoff run. And to me, that's what this all comes down to, regardless of coach. If Giannis isn't playing in a series, they're in trouble. If Middleton isn't playing in a series, they're in trouble. They have no backup point guard. So if Drew Holiday is not playing in a series, they're in a world of trouble. So they are in, in it as far as health goes. You know what I mean? And you know, if Phoenix loses one of their guys, they still got three legit scoring options for the most part. Bucks, I don't know if you necessarily can say that if you lose one of your guys. Yeah, but I I think Phoenix is like the only team you can say that for. I mean, if if Hardner and B got hurt, they'd be they'd be in a lot of trouble. If Tatum or Brown right. goes out, they'd be in a lot of trouble. If Jimmy Butler or Bam goes out, they'd be in a lot of trouble. If yeah, LeBron just or AD Phoenix. is out, yeah. Right. I mean, and and it, this is another thing where people are like the like, oh my God, the Bucks didn't get significantly better. They didn't do anything major. Name one contender other than Phoenix that did anything major that that got that much. Name name me one. The Sixers nope. are not at all better. The Celtics got different, but there's no we don't know if they got better yet. They traded Marcus Smart to go to get Porzingis. Like we don't know that they got better. Um, but they did get different. Not the same thing. Um the Heat haven't changed much. The Warriors didn't change much. The Lakers didn't change much. The Clippers much. could. 
If the Clippers get Harden without having to give up Kawhi or Paul George, they would be the only other one if they get yeah. that deal done. And apparently Harden was seen or rumor has it. He's been hanging out with those two. So I, I don't know if that's going to get done or not. But if that gets done, then it would be the Clippers. If he's stuck in Philly, then you're absolutely right. It's only Phoenix. Yeah, it's just like, and I understand the Nuggets not changing much. They did lose Bruce Brown, but they didn't, you know, they just won the finals. So you're not trying to change much. But it's like, I just, people, I think people just get this idea that everyone around you is getting so much better and everyone around you is making all these moves and doing all this stuff. And then it's like, look around. They aren't. The best teams are kind of just staying the same because at this point, a lot of the NBA is just about keeping, you get a good player and you try to just keep them around because if you don't, you're going to lose them for nothing. And it's like the Lakers kept Austin Reeves around, um, you know, and now Philly's trying to keep Harden around. And it's, it's just like, look around the teams there. This isn't like four teams around us all got so much better and we're sitting, staying the same. Like, no. And Celtics obviously kept Jalen Brown around. And, you know, again, they made that trade, but they, like you, you had to give up a big cornerstone of your franchise to get Kristaps Porzingis, who has health concerns. And now they have multiple bigs with health concerns. Like that is risky just because you get different, just because you make a big move doesn't mean you got better. And that's another thing I just don't think people realize. Like they think that if we traded Drew for any somewhat big name player, we got better. Great. We changed things. We're all like, that's awesome. It could be terrible. It could be something that blows up in our face. It could be something that hurts us. And it's just like get making big moves does not just automatically make you better. And a lot of the game is just about keeping your good players around, which they did. The Bucks successfully did that. And so a, another thing, I just think we need to take a step back and realize, Hey, like we, you know, we, we kind of stay the same, but so did a lot of the other teams. Cause they know that they're good. Like if you know, you're good, there's no reason to change a ton. I have one last thing and then we'll wrap up the podcast. How much does their age concern you going into this season? Um, on a zero to because 10 old scale. and slow was the mantra after last season, right? Old and slow. They're still old. They're not much faster unless, you know, these draft guys in Bochamp play a lot, which I can't imagine happening. So how much does it concern you? On a zero to 10 scale, I would say maybe a four. Um, I'm, and maybe I'm wrong for this. I have, I've always been of the belief that youth and athleticism is a little bit overrated. And I'm like, I'd rather just have good players that they might be a little bit older. They might be a little bit slower, but they are just dang good players. And I know what they're giving me. Um, I like that. That's kind of how I feel. And I'm, I don't, I'd rather just have good players than have young players and have guys that you're a little bit more unproven and you don't know what they're giving you, but you're like, yeah, they have a higher ceiling, but the floor is also much lower. And it's like, I, I, I'm just happy they keep their good players around. And that's, I, I'm not super concerned about it. Yes. I want it. I, you know, I want them to be a little bit more athletic and that was an issue, but I don't think that's something that I'm like, again, I'm not trading Drew Holiday or Brooke Lopez and getting a worse younger player just to be like, Hey, we're more athletic. And it's like, well, but you kind of got worse. I mean, I'm content just keeping these guys around. Cause I trust that they're still good players. Like I trust that Chris Middleton is still a very good player. I trust that Brooke Lopez is still a very good player. Drew Holiday is still a very good player, even though they are on the older side. Now I just from like, there's no reason to believe Brooke isn't a great player after what we've seen last year. If he had struggled last year, then I'd be like, I'd be much more out on him. Um, Chris, when he was healthy and then the playoffs looked fantastic. 
I don't have a re- defensively different story. It wasn't fantastic, but um, I think that was part of the, partly the injury. I think him when he's healthy is still a very good offensive player and an okay defensive player. And then again, Drew, we kind of know what he's always going to give you. He's been the same for the last three years. I just don't have any reason to be concerned right now, other than you know if they get hurt or something. Okay, can you do me a favor? Can you can you make this a Twitter poll for Thursday when we do our next podcast, and just kind of throw up the podcast the question of how much does the age of the Bucks concern you heading into but, this season, and then come up with like but, three like uh, real really really concerned, um, not really concerned all that much. Why is this even a question? You know, three three answers something along those lines. I'm just curious what everybody else thinks because for me, zero to ten. That's what you made it. 10 being the most concerned, correct? That's how you're doing this? Yeah. So four is yours. I think I'd be at six, maybe seven. That's fair. Six to seven. And and the only reason is normally with age, as you get older, things hurt more. Takes you longer to come back from. I know I'm old. um, So it takes a little bit longer to recover. That's why it, it concerns me. And watching them last year was a concern. I just, a long, it's a long season. Now I'm not saying that, Maybe they should rest these guys longer to give them fresher legs for the playoffs, or I don't know what the answer is. I mean, Jimmy Graham for the Saints just dipped himself into the fountain of the youth Sunday night and looked like Jimmy Graham from like seven or eight years ago. So anything is possible. But I, I think it, I don't know. To me, I, I think that has to be a concern going into the season. From a talent standpoint, thousand percent agree with you. They should be top two, top three to win the whole damn thing this year. If a couple of things. If Chris or Brooke like gets hurt pretty early, or if they get hurt at any point, I'll I'll definitely be more like, okay, I'm starting to get concerned. You know, obviously Brooke's age, you're just concerned about any right. injury. And if Chris has you know another injury where you're like, okay, this is just a pattern, yes, I'll be concerned. But I have no reason to believe that right now. I have no reason to believe Brooke will get hurt. I have no reason to believe Chris will get hurt. Knock on wood. But because um, it sounds like Chris will finally be healthy again for the first time in a couple of years. So like that, I'm very excited about that. I think he's going to have an awesome season. Um, Everyone's going to be, if I put that, when I put that poll out, I know the response is going to largely be very concerned and they need to get younger, all that stuff. No, no, because no, no. You've got be, positive, no. positive followers <laughs> that follow you on Twitter. Very positive people follow you. you. Uh, Twitter, tw- uh, yes, but Twitter is overall not a overly positive place. And I just know that <laughs> from everyone I talk to, people aren't. Like again, I said I kind of overrate athleticism in youth. People don't people don't overrate it. People are in love with it. That's why people are in love with Marjan Bochamp the way they are. That's why people are in love with Andre Jackson the way they are. Just because he's young. Just because he's a mystery box. People yeah. love the mystery box. People love youth. People love having that potential and that excitement. The Bucks right now, like they don't have excitement like that because you know what they are you know basically what Giannis is you know what Chris is Brooke is Drew is and that doesn't excite people people want and especially when they lose people are like we need something that gives us more hope we need something that gives us some excitement and I'm kind of just sitting there like but they're really really good and I still think they can win a title just with how good they are right now so like just hang in there and hope it works out you know it didn't work out last year but that doesn't mean they were never going to win like never close to winning a championship it's like again i just there's so many people that i think would quickly trade chris middleton or drew for you know name any young player that has shown some flashes but 
isn't really proven. Like they would just, people would be like, yeah, I'm fine doing that because they want the mystery box. They want the guy that has more potential. They want to have yes. that optimism. And I'm not like that. Like I want the guy that I know is really good. And I know Chris Middleton's really good when he's healthy. Um, obviously if you could have, like if I could trade Chris Middleton for a really good young player that I like, that is a proven good young, like if I could trade Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton or both for Anthony Edwards, yeah, I'm going to do it. But that's not an option. You know, the, we don't have the option. Of, like, it's either basically right now because we have older, good players. It's either being old and good or it's being young and probably not as good and hoping that they hit their potential and really work out. But there's a risk reward there. You don't really have the option. You, you're not going to be both. You're not going to be young and really good because that nobody's like that. You're not able to get those players. So the options one or the other. And again, if I'm picking one or the other of old and good or young with potential but unproven i am taking old and good and just staying a really good team around Giannis. and again you can figure things out down the road you can make changes down the road you can make trades down the road but i still believe in this core and i have no reason to believe that they aren't really really good when they're healthy yeah i'm all about it uh can we talk about one other thing for those of you on the odyssey sports youtube page uh, and if you're not on the RC Sports YouTube page, you can go check out the videos. They're there. You can compare the room that Marzian shoots his video in from video to video. Like, so if you go back like six months, it was blue. And we make progressions and they change, they change the color of the room. It's very nice. It's kind of like a, a lighter green. And the, the the stripes on the top of the wall stayed the same. They were there when it was blue and it's still there when it's green. So they left the stripes. Good. That he had a flag at one point that was okay. It was all right, fine. But now today, oh. New addition to the back wall. New, new addition. A fear of the deer. It's slick looking. It's sweet. It's flat. Like I don't see any bubbles on it or anything. So they put it up real nice. So uh, where where did the uh, the new signage come from, Marzia? So my mom paint was painting this room. It's my brother's old room, as I've said. And yeah, he doesn't live. He doesn't live here anymore. So we kind of just do whatever we want with it. Um, but it used to be blue. She's painting. She painted it green now. And. This sign is actually my brother works for a company that does like the they make stuff like this like they make the signs for events they oh. make the um like the t-shirt cannons and stuff like that. Nice. And so I think this one actually is from Deer District. I think it was it was in the Deer District and they were taking it down and he's like, "Yeah, I got to keep this." So he's like, "If you want it." I was like, "Sure, why not?" So I got this <laughs> giant Deer the Deer sign and it's like it's like kind of heavier duty too it's not like a it's not like paper it's not like a poster right it's it's kind of like cardboard almost so yeah it's it looks duty. good it's nice yeah thank you yeah it looks real good very nicely done also Mars, i didn't think i'd notice i noticed all that stuff <laughs> yes also the uh unfortunately the no, cubs are down cubs are down yeah. five to one in the third that, that's because it was home run derby in the first inning uh, yeah what happened Justin i Steel. saw home run by yelich marcana with a home run in the first inning. they put up four in the first yeah. Uh, and then Ian Happ was it? I think came back with a home run for the Cubs. That's what, a bomb that's what it of the says, first, yeah. and the Brewers tacked another one on in the second. Yeah, down at Wrigley, this is it. If the if the Brewers sweep the Cubs, ninety nights of your division hopes. Still got a chance at the wild card though. Still got a chance at wild card. So season's not over for the Cubs, but division hopes probably over if they can't win a game uh, at Wrigley Field. And the Marzion, always a fun time, always good stuff. And uh, we will do this again coming up on Thursday night, my friend. And uh, look for that Twitter poll, people. I want to see what this Twitter poll looks like about age. Because Marzian's been very active on Twitter. I asked him, what topics do you want to do? None of them had anything to do with any of his tweets lately. And I just let him be. So I'm going to, next, on Thursday, we're going through Marzian's Twitter account, and we're going to have some topics based on some of the stuff he puts up on Twitter. Because you got a lot of good stuff, young man. A lot of good stuff. 
But there's been nothing. There's been nothing exciting going on. It's not like there's been some besides the Giannis thing. There's been no big Bucks topic or anything like that. So I don't. I I just been tweeting random stuff. Um, trying to. Yeah, it's good. I can make topics out of all of it. Don't you worry, buddy. I've been doing radio right. a long time. He is Nathan Marzian. You can follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. Follow me at Sparky Radio. And of course, you can download this lovely podcast, Green and Growing, on your Odyssey app, wherever you download your favorite podcast app. Check us out on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page as well. Tell your friends, tell your families, follow, subscribe, all of that stuff. So you know when we post these bad boys, normally they get posted Tuesday and Friday mornings. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one. And uh, as always, I normally say toodles uh, on the way out. But tonight I'm going to say go Brewers. <laughs> 